As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. A call to the permanent diaconate. An interview with Deacon Adrian Gomez. So I'm joined today by Deacon Adrian uh, from the Diocese of Broken Bay. How are you going? Really well. Great to be here. So I guess obviously the, the permanent diaconate is something that is in the 2,000-year history of the church, um, something that's only been restored somewhat recently. Um, I guess it's not something I guess that I hear talked about a lot. So maybe, maybe you can tell me about what is the permanent diaconate, why is it different to, we've always, I guess, had deacons, you know, throughout the whole history of the church. How is it different? And um, yeah, what, what's, what's the history behind it? Well, it's actually quite interesting. The permanent diaconate does go back right to the early church. Um, when you look at uh, Paul's letters, you can see they talk about the, uh, the bishops and the deacons even before they start talking about the priests. So the diaconate in some ways almost predates the, um, the understanding of priesthood that evolved in the church. Um, and really the deacons, they were the, um, the eyes, the ears, the, the, the hands and feet of the bishops in the early church. So they made the bishop present. They preached uh, the, the word of God for the bishops. In particular, they, um, they brought the bishops mission of service to the world. So the, the deacons really uh, were the charity arm of the church, and, uh, as well as their sacramental roles too. So um, they were around in the early church. Middle Ages, it really died out, and the focus became on the priesthood. But uh, just in the Second Vatican Council, there was a renewal of the, of the permanent diaconate. So um, I suppose the role of the deacons to serve, whereas the role of the priest is to lead the community. All priests are deacons before they're priests, mm. and that means all priests, they're ordained to serve, and then they're ordained to headship. Yeah. Uh, as a deacon, my role is purely one of service in the church. Yeah, yeah. And what, I guess, was your process in, in becoming a deacon? Well, I'm one of the young. In fact, I'm the youngest deacon in our diocese. Most of the deacons in the diocese are generally more or less retired. Their kids have grown up. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I'm, I'm married. I've got uh, two young kids. My son is 12 and my daughter's 10. And, uh, and so when I actually approached 10 years ago to join the permanent diaconate, there was a, a bit of toying and froing from the bishop at the time whether, whether he would take younger deacons. You need to be at least 35 to be ordained a deacon. Um, and I was, I was old enough, but still with a young family, there were some questions. But um, I went through some psych testing and everything, and then finally um, the diocese said, yes, we'll accept you into formation. It normally takes about four years to be um, prepared as a deacon, and part of that involves completing a, a Bachelor of Theology. Um, I already had a Master's of Theology. I'm a high school teacher in religious education. But uh, for me, along the way, we discerned that uh, I needed to just pause my formation along the way because of the needs of my family. Uh, my wife was finishing her PhD in Theology. My kids were quite young. So we, I took a couple of breaks along the way. And, uh, and then finally, just before Christmas last year, I was called into Bishop Peter's office. He said, Adrian, we're good to go. And in August this year, on the Feast of St. Clair, the 11th of August, I was, uh, I was ordained as a permanent Wonderful. deacon for the Diocese of Broken so Bay. So baby deacon. So yes, very new. Um, <laughs> deacons can uh, celebrate weddings, baptisms and funerals. I've done three baptisms so far, uh, two funerals, and I've got my first wedding coming up in nine days from wow. now, an ex-student from, uh, uh, who I taught about eight years ago. So yeah, very excited yeah. about that. Wow. Yeah. So... I guess with with um with vocations, sometimes we can we can sort of think, okay, well you've got the priests over here who male vocations that is, uh, priests over here who who don't get married, and you've got the married people over here who obviously are married, mm. and there are of course other like single vocations or, or religious brothers and things like that. But 
how exactly do we fit together, I guess, the role of marriage and father, which seems like something that's particular to the marriage vocation, mm-hmm. with that vocation of holy orders, of, of service there, which sometimes we can think are, are a bit mutually exclusive, but mm. they come together in the permanent diaconate. So, mm. how exactly does that work and how does that come together with, you know, you've got a job um, and yeah. you've got that mission of evangelization as well? That's a very long <laughs> question. <laughs> That's a huge but question. How does that all fit together? Okay, well, I'll do bits at a time and you can yeah. just prompt me as, as we go. <laughs> um, yeah, look, life is full on and the balance is such a big thing. Um, first of all, does come the family. You know, I, my, my vocation as a husband I promise to be true to my wife, you know, through, mm. through everything and to, to love her with all my heart. And um, from that love grew our two beautiful children. So those children, I'm their father and, um, and that means so much to me. So, um, so that's a big thing, having that and keeping that as a priority. Uh, as well as that, um, I need to earn a living for my family. It's not a pay position, the permanent diaconate in our diocese. Different mm. dioceses do different things. And so I'm a full-time youth ministry coordinator in a Catholic high school. And... Um, Youth ministry coordinators, we work hard. You yeah. know, it's pretty full on. Um, I brought uh, about 230 students along. I was the, I'm the uh, wow. ACYF coordinator. <laughs> I've got 230 students here at ACYF, somewhere here at ACYF, <laughs> hopefully staying out of trouble. Um, and so that took a lot of doing and uh, lots of other things, running the retreats and reflection days and all that sort of stuff. Bible study, um, we have mass every Friday at lunchtime. So a lot of organization there. Um, and then on top of all that, I've had this beautiful calling and I've been accepted uh, by the diocese in this ministry of the permanent diaconate. Bishop Peter has not actually assigned me to a parish or to my school as a deacon. So I don't actually exercise my diaconate as part of my parish or as part of my school role. He's asked me to get involved with um, the area of marriage, formation and accompaniment. Okay. Um, And as a youth minister, I've, I've kind of spent a lot of time with young people you know, for the past 20 years, who are now a bit older. And so now I'm moving on to that next part of the vocation, yeah. helping them in that, um, that, that preparation for that beautiful sacrament of matrimony. And so that's been wonderful. Um, I've got three couples I've been working with and uh, just looking and developing that, I suppose. How do I keep all in balance? Well, not very well a lot of the time. <laughs> My wife, I will admit, is not very happy with me at this point in time. I'm sleeping overnight at the school with, yeah, um, with our students. Yeah. Um, but then... There will be times that I'll make up for that. How I keep it in balance personally, I would fall apart if I tried to do all this by myself. Mm. I exist by the grace of God. I, I continue yeah. on by the grace of God. And um, look, at the moment, I'm just running on grace. I've given, uh, as Malcolm said, this is like the grand finals and I'm giving it my all. Um, you can probably hear my voice. I don't normally talk like this. I've been singing and screaming and shouting at the top of my lungs for the past day and a half. Um, but as part of that, I have also been spending time uh, with God. I've had some time in adoration today. I went to Sister Hilda's talk in prayer, which yeah. included prayer as well. And um, I think it is so important for prayer to keep me grounded and keep me together because that's um, something I pray for my family, I pray for my students, and I pray for all the people I minister to. The, the young babies I baptize, the um, families and the people who, are, who I've uh, celebrated their funerals for. Mm. And this, uh, this girl I'm wed- marrying in, uh, well, I'm performing the wedding for as opposed to marrying yeah. uh, myself, that is, <laughs> uh, in nine days. You know, they're all in my prayers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I won't keep you too much longer. I don't want your voice to, to completely <laughs> disappear. Oh, going hard, going hard, yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much for, for taking time to, to join us. And, and yeah, I'm really giving us an insight uh, into, into this area of the church that's yeah. really yeah. beginning to flourish and yeah. bloom. So thank you for yeah. all your work. Pleasure. Are you married yourself? Or? No, no, I'm no, not. Okay. I'm not. Once again, just putting it out there one day, you know, if you're married and, and things are going well, you know, down the track, 
the permanent diaconate it is a beautiful vacation. Yeah. You know, and uh, I just suggest you know, you might like to look into it yourself one day. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. And also to the listeners. <laughs> as oh, definitely, well. yeah. To, to everyone out there, too. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Deacon Adrian. Okay. And uh, God bless you and your ministry. You too. Thank you very much. That was Deacon Adrian Gomez with A Call to the Permanent Diaconate. For more talks, interviews, and shows, visit creadio.org.au.